Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper. Yes, I'm back on SmackDown podcast reviews. You missed me. I know you did. And I'm also joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi, Chopper. I well, I missed you, even if no one else did. Um, mm-hmm. I I missed you a lot. We are, of course, the hosts of the SmackDown review, the most listened to podcast. <laughs> In the Wrestle Talk catalog, I just it's, uh, we just we are so interesting. We we people... found that out recently that apparently this podcast version of the SmackDown review is the most consistently listened to show out of all the Wrestle Talk podcasts we do, which is mental uh, mm. when you compare that to the YouTube comments who don't really like at least one of us on any given day. Uh, so yeah, they're not like me. Occasionally, someone will just be like, "Man, isn't that Andy really boring?" And then another week, they'll be like, "Wow, this SmackDown review is so much better now that Pete isn't here." I saw that one when I was off. It was really nice. I've never um, seen anyone call me boring. No, yeah, no, oh, well. Uh, I think it's just you. People, you're, just, you're, just, you're just projecting. Uh, yeah, yeah well, thank thank you everyone for for listening to this. Uh, I know yeah. we are incredibly interesting. Um, totally. So yeah, but uh, we're going to talk about SmackDown. I think first. Pete looked confused. Yes, we are. Sorry, I got a Discord message and I got very distracted. Um, yes, let's talk about SmackDown, uh, where we're going to be talking about a, a kind of serious injury that happened on the show, which was pretty shocking in terms of the timing for this person as well as an unfortunate injury to Chelsea Green making her SmackDown debut. So let's talk about it. On last night's SmackDown episode, there was a very uh, surprising return, which led to quite immediate heartbreak as there was a uh, women's Survivor Series uh, match qualifier because mm. they originally started with Natalia backstage with definitely not the GM Adam Pearce um, and she was saying why can't you just put me in the Survivor Series team I'm amazing 
just put me in the team. Why do I have to qualify? Just put me in the team. And he was saying, ooh, sorry, already scheduled a triple threat match, which is actually next between her, Tamina, and Liv Morgan. Uh, winner goes on to the Women's Survivor Series team. Mm. All good so far. But then the camera pans, and it's Chelsea Green, who's not been seen uh, on SmackDown ever, and who's not been seen on the main roster since, like, before WrestleMania, I want to say. It's been a long time so, since she's been around. Um, despite her being called up from NXT all that time ago, she's ne she's not been used at all. She's even been quite vocal on Twitter, being like, I haven't wrestled since May. What's happening? Um, yeah. So yeah, she finally got to wrestle. They, they uh, changed it to a fatal four-way after the three of them had made their entrances. They said, we've been, in, we've been told it's now been changed to a fatal four-way. Out comes Chelsea Green. Everyone goes, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, Chelsea Green on the SmackDown Survivor Series team. Cool. Interesting. Something different. I'm okay mm. with that. But unfortunately, after the initial scuffle of the fatal four-way, it, Chelsea Green wasn't seen for the rest of the match. I thought that was just some sort of weird programming choice. Turns out she actually got injured and she's broken her arm. Yes. Um, which is very unfortunate um, for, for her. To, as, the timing as well, to not wrestle since May and be very vocal and be like, I just want to get back in the ring. I haven't wrestled since May. First wrestling match you have back and you pick up an injury like that, it's just not great for her. It was all very strange. Um, so, mm. yes, obviously nice that she's getting a match finally. Um, the whole Natalia thing backstage, it's like, uh, I mean... I don't, I'm not going to rag on Natalia. I don't think she's very good. Um, so that's why you've got to qualify Natalia. Um, and yeah, I just, it's really, really poor timing because she's waited so long for this. And to just, it was so innocuous as well. It was just a drop kick from Liv Morgan. She fell and then we didn't see her again. The ad break, she came back and no one said anything. Nope. No one was like, she's gone. Um, and she was, uh, according to uh, reports, supposed to win the match. Um, mm. She was booked to win. And because of her injury, they had to basically make her do, do a vocal, not a vocal, what's it called? Call an audible. Yeah. Call an audible and uh, and change the result of the match. So, yeah, I mean, this could have been her, her three-week push, but it's now going to be six weeks of of rehab and who knows how long it's going to be before she's actually sort of on the main roster again, because it's not like she wrestled for a long time, got over, got injured, and then is going to come back. It's not like when she comes back, it's going to be like, wow, what a, what a triumphant return. It's going to be like, isn't she that woman who got injured after five seconds in her first match? Mm -hmm. So it's really poor timing. I really feel bad for her. I mean, she's, Seems in sort of highish spirits. She she posted these photos, uh, which I'm flicking up on screen now, from uh, the hospital. So there you go, thumbs up. Um, there you can see the break itself. Now I can't decide, and or Chopper and I can't decide whether she's already had her arm broken, and that's from a previous break. Uh, the as you can the little the the kind of metal bracket, or whether that has just been put in. Um, to kind of help realign it. I don't know enough about uh, no, I'm, arms. I'm, I'm not a doctor, unfortunately. Also, when does an arm become a wrist? And when does a wrist become an arm? Because everyone's reporting wrist. She said arm. Yeah. That looked like an arm to me. But then again, when I look at my wrist, I'm like, huh. That's probably what? a wrist. Yeah. But it is 
the bone that goes in your arm. So it's technically like your arm bone has broken, but it is at your wrist point in the arm. So mm. is it your wrist? Is it your Anyway, she got injured and she was That's taken to the hospital. Question. Successfully had surgery from the looks of it. And assuming, you know, six weeks or so of recovery time, it's not the worst injury it could have been, but super unfortunate timing. And we've seen with Vince before, he goes cool on people very quickly once they get injured. We've seen it with people like uh, Finn Balor, with The Revival, with AOP, people like that, that just once you get one injury, it's just like, oh, cool, they're weak. Never mind. We're not going to push them anymore. So I'm hoping this isn't the case for Chelsea Green and she still does get a chance to try and you know get herself over and actually perform properly on SmackDown. And I hope this isn't the end for her to just become a nothing character. Sudden theory... Do you think she was supposed to be booked in this match? Or do you think someone else was supposed to be booked in this match, but that someone else no longer works for the company? I also thought the same thing just now as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was supposed to be Zelina Vega. If you haven't seen the rest of talk news or haven't heard the news at all, Zelina Vega has been released from WWE. Um, apparently, according to reports, it was over the uh, edicts that the WWE did recently of uh, seizing their third-party platforms, such as Twitch and Cameo and things like that. Uh, Zelina obviously streams a lot on Twitch. She uh, has an OnlyFans now as well for her cosplay. Um, so, yeah, it was um, it was unfortunate timing, uh, let's say. Imagine, imagine getting... So I'm not going to go into this, but like, imagine getting record profits and then going, mm -hmm. oh, do you know what, guys? We need more money. Yeah. Um, corporations it, it's it's pissed everyone off not a single person going, oh i'm so glad they're seizing all this extra money that i've been making um because yeah. without live shows these people aren't getting their like live show uh money mm -hmm. they are getting they, they, the reports they're sort of getting similar amounts of merch sales because the kind of w shop is inundated because they can't people can't go to live events but to to take away the only like extra like and it's it almost takes the fun out of it for people as well, because if you're always sort of being monitored, so I'm not surprised at all that she's gone, do you know what? No. Screw this. I'm yeah. off. Yeah. But anyway, back to what we were talking about, Chelsea Green's injury. Um, yeah, I just I just wish her a speedy recovery, and I just hope this isn't the end of her, because she is pretty good. So I want her to actually have a fair shake on the main roster and not just no. be treated like nothing all the time. Um but yeah, uh, that wasn't the only women's segment on the show, though. We might as well talk about it now because it was basically nothing, um, which was Sasha Banks coming out to say to all the haters who said I couldn't retain. I retained. Look at me go. I'm awesome. Mm. And then Bailey came out and then Carmella attacked Sasha Banks from behind and Bailey evaporated. God, don't remind me of that picture. There's Carmella. That's awful. Awful. Um, the, yeah. At least put the banner back on the screen, Datsun. Come on. Oh, I did. Sorry. Amateur. There you go. Uh, yeah, that is, I don't care about Carmella because they haven't made me care about Carmella. Um, I care about her as a person, just not as a wrestler. Uh, no. It's just, just, it's just. Uh, we know they're going to go back to this Bailey feud anyway. This is this is a stop. This is a TLC feud, and then they'll go back to Bailey because there's no one else on the SmackDown roster that is seen as a legit, apart from Bianca Belair, but where was she on this show? Yeah. Like apart from her, there is no one I'm thinking, oh yeah, they could actually have a genuinely good feud with Sasha Banks. 
I mean, if Chelsea Green didn't get injured, I could at least, at least as a temporary feud, as a first, like, as a first shake at the title and her coming up short, I could see that. I'm sure, the thing is, I'm sure they could have decent matches, but I don't think WWE will book anyone else strongly, no. properly. No, because, that's, that because, you're right with. Because they have so much help with the Bailey Bailey stuff because it's 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 already there. You don't need to do anything else that you go, right, you know what your history is, go and do a story. But if it's like you want to push, push Liv Morgan, I mean, last time they tried to push Liv Morgan, they made, they made her a lesbian with Lana on Raw. Um, so... And is Liv Morgan no longer... Is, are they still in the right squad? Is she now a single star? Where, no, where they're, was Ruby no they're, they're still in the right squad. Ruby Riot's well, qualified, well, lest we forget, for the Survivor okay, Series. Okay, so the Riot squad, so that'll be a thing. But, like... I mean, there's Ruby Riot's amazing. Yeah. Liv Morgan is getting better every time you see her. But they just don't care, so they're not going to book the properly. They care about Bailey and they care about Sasha because they're the four horsewomens. Well, they're yep. two of the four horsewomens. Yeah, the the, the the segment itself was dumb. It didn't add anything to Carmella's attack from last week. It was exactly the same. It was super kick face buster, except this time in the ring. Bailey was, also, Bailey was also there, much like last week. It's nothing. It's a nothing feud. Hmm. I'd, um, it annoys me because they have so many talented women. Use them properly. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? And you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies can only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. We now need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. If you haven't been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Uh, coming up very soon next week is going to be WrestleTalk Extra, which is going to be Survivor Series 2001, I believe, which is the uh, Alliance versus Team WWF. Uh, mm. Not the, is it the winner take all one? Because it was the inaugural know. brawl invasion, which was I don't dumb. watch wrestling. Yeah, I know you don't. Um, but yeah, I believe it's the, the winner take all Alliance Team WWF Survivor Series show, the one after the invasion. So yeah, check that out. It'll be coming next week. Um, so stay tuned for that and head on over. That's at a $5 tier. Loads of other tiers, loads of other benefits, including this one. Your pledge at 25, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to the mayor of Painesville, <gasps> Dan. Woo! Oh, yeah. Ryan B. Bad. Woo, yes, thank you very much. The British Bulldog, Philip Boy, J. Smith Jr. Woo. Oh, thank yeah. You. Ryan Disco Stewart. Woo, yes, thank you very much. He's no jackass, Dano. Woo. Oh, no, yes, he's not. Shield Maiden, the Zornis. Woo, yes, thank you very much. The Rocket, Dan Van Sky. Woo. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much. The Snapdragon King, Ryu Udonti. Yes, thank you very much. Rob Steiner Recliner. Woo! Oh, amazing. Manipulating Manu Maria. Woo! Yes, thank you very much. The Pharaoh, Stephen Mazzaferro. Woo! Oh, nice. That's a new one. Spoke in class today, Jeremy Smith. Yes, thank you very much. Jack Daniels on the Carl Rocks. Lovely, thank you. Wait, have you given yourself the last one? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Come uh, on, Andy. Andrew, the last airbender, Mercogliano. Thank you very much. And finally for today, Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. Woo! Oh, I was going to really overdo much. that last yeah, one. Yeah, I thought Pooper, you Scooper, might. Cooper. Yeah, no, terrible. Not happening. Let's get into a review of the the full show. Um, so, uh, the show kicked off with uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns came out with Paul Heyman, and he cut a promo which was actually pretty on the nose of him just being like, "Hey, look, I make everyone relevant. 
Just look at Jey Uso. He was a tag team guy, and now he's main eventing against Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens, and he's great. And we're all like, mm. yeah, yeah, he got, got a good point there, buddy. Um, and then uh, I, there's there's a really fun line. It's it's a nothing line, but I just really appreciated it because uh, he may be facing either Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre at Survivor Series because they have a WWE Championship match uh, on this coming episode of Raw. So whoever mm. wins that will be facing Roman at Survivor Series. Really funny line from Roman. I just really appreciated of him saying, when you think about Randy Orton, which I don't, and then just went on into the rest of the promo. It's just, I don't know why. I just really like that line. Um, and he was just saying how he's going to beat Orton. He respects his accomplishments, but he does not respect the man. Um, but he doesn't mention Drew McIntyre at all as even a possibility of facing him. And because the brand split doesn't exist, out comes Drew McIntyre. No, no, it's, it's still Survivor Series. It is the one other night of nope. the year where yeah this was like i get it in terms of story but mm -hmm. they're supposed to be two things and i mean it wasn't like it was not like they didn't present this as an invasion they were just like oh drew mcintyre's here yeah i don't mind invasion storylines remember that brilliant one with becky lynch like that's cool you're like wow cool smackdown's invading raw um nxt invading that was great yeah, but this is just oh look drew mcintyre's here hi drew how are you are you gonna have a match yeah go for it yeah Oh, man. I hate that. I hate it so much. Like, stick to your brand. The point that, like, if you're going to do brand warfare for Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown, surely the selling point of that is, like, you don't get to see these matchups anywhere else in the year. This is literally, if they're going to stick to it, the one night of the year where you will see Raw stars take on SmackDown stars. That's the big selling point, which is completely undermined when you have Raw stars facing SmackDown stars yeah. two weeks before Survivor Series. And it's just it, it's just this whole thing where you're like, does WWE really think its viewers are that stupid? Yes. Like, it's, it is so insulting that you're like, <laughs> oh, do you know what, guys? This is the one night of the year that this happens. But if it happens again, don't 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 call us up on that because this this is the one night of the year. See, the thing is, I remember I, I can even remember tweeting this when they first started doing the brand warfare stuff in 2016 at Survivor Series. I said at the time, I was like, this is completely meaningless no one has like brand loyalty or anything because the brands have literally only just begun like there, there's mm. nothing there's no loyalty to either brand here i said but then i said if they stick to it if they actually stick to brands and they have like minimal trades between brands so that you get over like a, the course of a couple of years these stars are associated with these brands you could have something. It's quite exciting to have a bit of like inner competition. I think at, at a base level, having some sort of points-based competition between teams across the span of one night is a fun gimmick, but they just undermine the entire storytelling point of it by having complete redrafts of the brand all the time. People can just swap whenever they want and stars from either brand just show up on either show. It seems like a small thing, but it undermines the entire point of Survivor Series. And of course, there's no stakes. It's for pride and brand and warfare. And it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't help that you have the draft a month and a half before it. Exactly. And the draft, everyone who got pretty much drafted to Raw was on SmackDown. Everyone on the Raw team was basically on SmackDown like three weeks yeah. ago. So then it's like, 
oh, I'm so loyal to this brand I've been on for a month. It's like, no, you're not. We know you don't care because you're probably going to get moved back in the next one. Exactly. Yeah. It's really dumb. But anyway. Bring back another show. Like, we don't need yeah. Survivor Series anymore. Or if you want to do a show where there's everyone facing each other, just, just call it someone else. Well, and don't have that tagline. Just give it stakes. Just have a meaning for it, at least. And then there's actually a point for someone to be like, okay, I want Team Raw to win here because then I get the opportunity to do this other thing. Yeah, Fine, like, whatever. If, you are, if, you're a, if you're a survivor in one of the matches, you get a title match. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're if there's two people who win from from Raw, say like yeah. I don't know, uh, I don't know who's on the team, but like if well, two of them win, they're like okay, well you don't you you can be in a triple threat or, or whatever like that for the title. Just make just make them want it. Make make yeah. even if it's a stu- even if it's a fake reason, at least give us a reason, not just like I love SmackDown, I want to win for SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. Or I don't know how it would work entirely, but whoever whatever brand wins the night is the one that gets the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. Mm. And then they on their own show in the weeks afterwards, they have competitions and qualifying matches to see who gets that coveted number 30 spot because in kayfabe, that would be the spot you want. So mm. just have them fight for it. Just have make Survivor Series mean something. It's not hard. Anyway, before we get completely sidetracked, even though we already did, uh, Drew McIntyre came out and uh, nice little line from McIntyre here saying, last time they were in the ring together, he was eliminating Roman to win the Royal Rumble. Do you remember? Nice. Um, which was a nice line. What wasn't quite so nice was him just being like, hey, you abandoned the fans when you took time off. I'm like, ooh, that's a bit uncomfortable. Dude's Drew's, not a, Drew's not a heel. No. Um, yeah, he was, first of all, he was shading, uh, shielding himself because he's got a, a compromised immune system. His wife is having twins, so he was shielding her. And yep. Drew, big babyface, comes out and goes, you abandoned the fans. Yeah. So I know Roman's a heel, but don't make Drew the dick in this situation. No, it's weird. They did the same thing with Sammy when he came back and everyone was like, you left. How how dare you leave? And it was like, ugh, it's, it's just a bit uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But besides that one line, I thought they'd cut some pretty decent promos. Uh, saying that, you know, uh, Drew was saying that Roman left and he had to to step up. And Roman was saying, yeah, you did step up. And now I'm back and no one cares who you are because everyone's watching SmackDown because everyone's watching me. And I was like, oh, he's got a point again, guys. It was, it was really good. Um, Justified heels are the best kind of heels. <laughs> totally, exactly. Uh, Jey Uso then runs out um and kind of gets in between them grabs a microphone and just says hey look i did it to daniel bryan i did it to kevin owens you're being disrespectful i'm gonna have to put you in your place and uh and before the the match gets like officially made uh roman and jay and paul Heyman walk away even the little things on it i really enjoyed like roman getting out through the middle rope and jay dropping down to the bottom rope to get out just that's cool keep doing that he's not worthy of getting out the same rope as roman like that great i love it um after that as well there's a little backstage segment where roman was not happy about jay coming out and just yelled at him for coming out and interfering he said i don't need you to handle my business know your place essentially um he calls the shots not jay and jay was like okay i'm sorry i'll go handle it it's fine i'm sorry um and eventually that match does get made for the main event with not the GM Adam Pierce and Drew McIntyre backstage, Drew saying, I want to fight. 
and Adam Pierce goes, okay. And then they made the match for the main event. Yes. Nice. Um, we got uh, an Intercontinental Championship match next, which was Sami Zayn versus Apollo Crews. That was made out of nowhere. Um, mm. Sure. Uh, I'm glad that Sami was on the show. This match lasted a minute, two minutes, and Sami Zayn went outside, pulled the apron off, and then tied Apollo's leg in the metal framework, excuse me, of the ring, and then got back in the ring, and he got counted out for Ted. Yes, it is. Cool. Tori Yano turns up yeah. in... Uh, it... <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> I like how you can make those references now you've watched the G1 for one year. It was just like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, especially because he did such a bad job of tying his foot up as well. Like, yeah. it was like his foot is not stuck. I can see that he can I mean, get his foot out. Yeah, he can. It's like you know when people get tied up in the ropes. Yeah, when they're go, like, their arms you, like that. Like, just take your arms out, you just idiot. Just take your arms down. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Um, and I, I, I know what they're going for is that Sammy's really sneaky and he's actually really smart around the ring. Like, you know, the whole finisher um, uh, was at Hell in a Cell where they had the triple threat ladder match where, you know, he was handcuffing AJ, then he had the key so he could untie the handcuffs to then recuff AJ to the ladder and then get up. That was really smart. That's really cool. I get what they're trying to do. It didn't work for this one, I don't think. It was just a bit dumb. At least it's not as stupid as the double stomp where... You're in the tree of woe where your legs are caught up, and you go, you grab the top and go, "Hey, mate, what, what are you doing up there? Look, yeah, what are you doing? I'm just going to hang here. Mm-hmm. That's the dumbest spot in wrestling. There. In wrestling, that's the dumbest spot in, in wrestling. wrestling. Yes, it's a it's a bold claim that one. The dumbest spot in wrestling. Wow. Um, yeah. So Sami Zayn retained by a count out. Cool didn't really do anything for either of them i'd say um we had the the drew getting his match with adam pierce then we had Rey mysterio with caleb braxton with all his family saying this isn't about his eye that he lost in the eye for an eye match this is about his family because it's going to be Rey mysterio versus seth rollins in the final chapter of their feud yeah about time uh if if it's true Um, once in a lifetime yeah once in a lifetime uh, this isn't about his eye, this is about his family. So they're going to have a match later on. We got the Sasha Banks segment next, which was nothing. Uh, and then we got Otis backstage, was eating a lot. And then Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode came in and said, Haha, he's eating a lot. And then Otis flipped the table with the food on. I was like, guys, what's happening? This is, this is Otis's... This is now Otis's gimmick, isn't it? This is what he was... This is... His thing with this is what he had was with Mandy Rose. Basically, she was getting him hams, but now he hasn't got anyone to riff off. He's just no. a guy. He's just a chubby guy who eats backstage. Yeah. Um. He hasn't got Tucker. Tucker's now a jobber on Raw. Yep. And uh, he, he Otis has now kind of been just been demoted to having matches because someone said you're eating a bit much, mate. And it it was at this point in the show as well. Where I was just like, what's happening on SmackDown? Because this was like four back-to-back segments that lasted about a minute and nothing happened. And I was like, guys, yeah, you, what's yeah, going on? You know, because you're booking Otis is like the oversensitive girlfriend who go when, when you go, are you sure you should be having a second? Or, or we're just about dinner. Are you sure you want that packet of crisps? And they go, 
are you saying that I'm fat? Are you, are you saying I'm eating too much? I'm going to have a fight with you. Like, that's not that's not a wrestling gimmick. That's not a wrestling gimmick. It doesn't make me think he's any he's cool. And then he yeah. goes out and wins immediately. So all it does yeah. is make him look like a fat guy who eats food and Dolph Ziggler look like, like an idiot for challenging him. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Otis. Hey, remember when they had that WrestleMania match? When they actually had a story? Um <laughs> Otis absolutely squashed him. Uh, I don't think... No, Dolph did get a zigzag in, which Otis kicked out of, uh, thanks to a rude distraction. But then he hit the caterpillar, and then Rude tried to interfere again, and he went, Urgh. and then Rude went, oh, I'm sorry, I won't touch you. And then he hit a splash in anyone. Don't yeah. care. So, I, and yeah, I'm sorry, and now, Otis, I don't care. And the SmackDown tag champions mm-hmm. are feuding with one person. And you're making yep. your, your actual tag teams look like idiots. Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Um, the only mildly interesting thing from this came after the match, where backstage, Otis is talking to himself, and then Chad Gable comes up to him and says, you could be doing this all the time. You just need someone to unlock your potential. You've got all the potential in the world. You need the Alpha Academy. And it gives him this little leaflet with Alpha Academy on the front of it. Um, Otis gets really pumped about it, really jazzed. He's like, yeah, we're going to lift weights. We're going to do all the stuff. We're going to get great. And then he walks off and then Chad Gable does his very evil, sinister grin (laughs) as he walks off. He realizes this is going to be like three weeks of comedy skits of Otis lifting lifting food. Possibly. It's going to be Chad Gable, the exasperated coach. Uh, Something like, yeah. yeah. Chad will be like, oh, make sure you're you're doing your reps. Mm -hmm. And then it will be like, Otis will go, and then he'll turn around and go, Otis, what are you doing? And you said, oh, you said make sure I'm eating crepes or something like that. (laughs) Um, And it will be like, that would be funny, but it will be like, oh. Um, <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because that's actually pretty good to come up with yeah. off the top of your head. That's like, good. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I, I just, uh, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. I, I really don't think this is them, going anywhere. I think you're giving him too much credit. I don't think it's going to be any comedy skits. I think it's going to be Chad Gable is in Otis's corner. There you go. That ringside, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. I just, oh. I wish Jason Jordan was fit and able hey, to wrestle. Hey, because then I he could like just realign the, with Chad Gable. I like the name, the Alpha Academy. Playing off American Alpha. It's also the you know, AA. T- Jason Jordan coming back. You know, the teasers are in. I doubt it, but the Alpha Academy is a good name, at least. It's not yeah, terrible. Change the, not... change the thumbnail. Jason Jordan returning. Uh, we should do that, shouldn't we? Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, after that, we got. The final chapter of Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins, which was a no-holds-barred match. Mm. So I know that both of us have a lot to say about this match for one particular bit, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. So they had a really good video package, as always. It's WWE, recapping kind of their whole feud so far. I then made a note that said, is Murphy going to do that thing where he won't help Rey until the very end when it looks like Rey is going to lose for no reason i'll come back to that one later um Mm. they had some really cool spots in this match there was a really early one where uh seth had uh ray up kind of on his shoulders and ray turned around into into a tornado ddt on the apron which looked really cool 
Um, there was a power bomb through a table. There was some cool like uh, Ray sliding under the bottom rope spots into a uh, like Seth caught him and suplexed him onto the announce table. There's another one where he where Seth was lying on the steps and Ray went out and splashed him on the steps. It was really, it was cool. It was a fun match. These two are really yeah. good wrestlers. Hot take. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a power bomb through the table and then uh, Seth kind of almost went too far when he took off the little uh, stubs, the little rubbery bits on the end of a chair leg and went to go gouge out Ray's other yes. eye. Oh, Frankly, I'm surprised that. that referee from Hell in a Cell last year didn't run in and stop the match because of Seth was going too far. I know, too far. Um, it's no holds barred. Can't DQ mm. no holds barred, much That's like you can't true. no DQ Hell in a Cell. Um so yeah, Dominic gets involved because that's that's crossing the line. He drags Seth out the My ring. Daddy. Yeah, and Seth super kicks him um and then gets back in the ring. And it's at this point that Murphy decides to unveil his grand master plan, which is he got back in the ring, he helped Seth get to his feet, he handed him a chair, he went over to Rey Mysterio and and picked him up like he was going to hold him in place for for Seth to hit him with the chair. But then he hits a knee on Seth instead. And then he got out of the ring and Seth went to go chase him. He said, well, what are you doing? And put himself on the second rope. Uh, Ray then botched a 619, which is a shame, but then hit it properly uh, on the second try, went and hit a 619 onto Seth and then hit the frog splash, the Eddie Guerrero frog splash. Uh, did a little tribute to him on the, on the top rope and then won. And then after the match, uh, Ray and Dominic both shook Murphy's hand, giving their approval for Murphy and Aaliyah to be together. Mm. So, no, oh, I want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we'll, we'll both get a chance here. All right, so let's talk about Murphy's plan. So, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, right. so his plan. He can't do it. He can't. I'm gonna do it. So. He said last week to Aaliyah, I have this crazy plan. You've got to trust me. It's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. Trust yeah. me. You will just, just trust me. So mm -hmm. first of all, you've got to, you've got to, for this to happen, you've got to assume that Seth doesn't watch SmackDown back. Seth's not watching any of this. He doesn't watch TV between, and he's never been, he hasn't been tweeted in a week saying, did you see this, mate? Or one of his friends doesn't taste him saying, huh, you should probably watch out for Murphy. He's clearly skimming edgy. You've got to, first of all, you've got to accept that. Then you have to accept that the most intelligent thing, the best plan Murphy could come up with was to just kick someone the week after pretending to align with them. So that's stupid because you're making Murphy look like an idiot because it's like that's the only thing he can think of. You're making Seth look like an idiot for believing him. He's, Seth spent like five weeks being kicked and beaten up by Murphy and then he goes, walks up to him and goes, you are the Messiah. And Seth goes, ha, ha, ha. And like, he accepts that Murphy's now back on his side for some reason. And then he's surprised when Murphy turns on him immediately. It just makes them both look like idiots. Like no one yeah. came out of this match looking any better. Yeah. And Ray didn't look better either because he won with assistance. Yeah. And then he goes... Yes, do you know what man I've known briefly? You can be, you can be with my daughter, who are like Disney princess levels of falling in love quickly. <laughs> yeah. 
It was like it was like Anna in Frozen, who after totally. like one song goes, "I'm going to marry this guy." It's like, yeah. whoa, whoa! Yeah. No wonder your sister thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> so, just to just to go over this plan, he made sure that Seth qualified for the Survivor Series team last week to mm. try and get him on side, right? For him to believe that he was on his side again. So his plan was to not interfere in a no-holds-barred match until a certain point when it looked like Seth was not going to win, because he wasn't really. He just went to go gouge out the eye, but then Dominic got involved. So he decided that was the moment that he wanted to hit a knee onto Seth. And then he knew that if he got out the ring, Seth would chase him and put himself on the second rope so that Ray could hit the 619, and then he'd win. Here's my question. Why don't you just beat him up? Because it's a no-holds-barred match. You could just do that. What? 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 What's the surprise for? Why the, go on side to then betray him again? Why don't you just not do that? The only I, argument it, I can find is that Murphy's plan was actually something else, but... Mm -hmm. So he was going to stay on, Ray's, on Seth's side, but he realised that Seth was going too far. I was like... Do you know what? I have oh to step in here. That's the only explanation they can even attempt. And other than that, is, it's just Murphy was an idiot. Yeah. And and the thing is as well, if it wasn't a no holds barred match, I could sort of maybe understand it, maybe, for that he has to wait for the right time to interfere to cast Seth because he has to wait for the referee to not look, right? And he has to bide his time for the right moment to capitalize so that Ray can win off the back of it. Still doesn't explain the whole going on his side to then betray him again, but it, it explains why he wouldn't interfere in the match until a certain point. This was a no holds barred match. Just get in the ring and beat him up, mate. There is nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping just Ray, Dominic, and Murphy just laying into Seth. Just I've, do that. I've never understood why the people in no holds barred matches don't just turn up with an axe. <laughs> or a, or a, or a baseball bat. Just both of them turn up. Just, and you just you just completely just destroy the other person in like three seconds. Yeah. It, anyway, it, it's so. Sting dumb. had the right idea. Yeah, and the thing is, if you don't think about it, it's a cool moment. If you literally just shut off your brain for a minute and just go, "Oh, cool, he turned on him." Cool, fine. But if you think about it for a second, everything just starts falling apart. And that is basically this show as a whole. Was if you think about it for a second, none of it makes sense. Mm. And <sighs> Ray, Ray now goes, wow, that man is incredibly violent. Yes, I want him to be with my daughter. Yeah, totally. Look, he showed his true colours here by pretending to be on his side so he could... He's so smart, you see, that he went on his side to betray him again because the surprise factor is what really turned the tides. It wasn't the knee, it was what was behind the knee. It was the next message that he sent. Next week, we're going to have the, the Mysterio family karaoke hosted oh, by God. Jimmy Uso, and it'll be oh. Ray singing, and I see your true colours shining through. And Murphy will be sitting there just with arm in arm with Aaliyah. And then Angie will turn heel because she didn't win. Yeah, Angie Angie walks up to Ray, kicks him, redoes the Linda McMahon spot, kicks mm -hmm. Ray in the penis, 
Yeah. Um, and then Dominic, for some reason, does a coast to coast. I'm just booking this match. Um, God, yeah. I think we're tired, mate. Everyone I turns think we're on a Ray. Bit loopy. Mm. Oh man! Uh, after that was the women's stuff with Natalia backstage asking to be qualified. The triple threat that got turned into a fatal four with Chelsea Green's injury. Uh, Drew then backstage has a promo with Kayla Braxton where he says nothing. And then you had uh, Street Profits and Big E continuing their kind of... Um, I, qu- I quite like the the idea behind this promo of being like, they're trying to get Big E on side because they're, they're on SmackDown. But Big E actually has some sense and prefers his teammates who happen to be on Raw. He still wants them to win because they're his teammates. That makes sense. So Street Profits come out with a really elaborate way to say, ha screw you, with some like food and stuff on a on a serving trolley. And then he like takes the dishes off and he says, why are these all these things shaped in L's? And Street Profits say, well, at Survivor Series, we're going to be serving L's. I was like, that's a convoluted way to do a joke, but okay. But then Biggie had a really good line when he said, uh, well, actually, at, at Survivor Series, you're going to see that the best you could ever be is New Day Light. The best you could ever be is a knockoff New Day. And I was like, oh, that's actually a really good line. Nice one, Biggie. Um, yes. And then they all laughed. And Biggie walked off, and Montez Ford and, and Andrew Dawkins went, ooh. I'm still waiting for a proper Biggie push. Uh, this <laughs> yeah. feels very much like, huh. Well, they're charismatic and black. So's he. Let's put them together. They'll probably do a good segment. I mean, I'm hoping, if I'm going to be optimistic here, I'm hoping that they're holding off on the Big E push until after Survivor Series because they don't have anything for him to do that's brand versus brand stuff. So they're just using him to further the Street Profits New Day feud that's happening in Survivor Series. I mean, I feel like Profits are going to win because Big E said that. Um, I don't know. I feel because, like New Day are going to win because, it, because they're the New Day. But if Profits now lose, Biggie's right in saying that they're yeah. not very good, and then it just makes yeah. the SmackDown Tag Team Division, which is already terrible, look even worse. Yep, that's true. Um, we're going to be getting uh, uh, Murphy versus Rollins next week because Rollins was the very mad. Chapter. Yeah, Rollins was very mad backstage. Adam Pierce being like, "Murphy betrayed me." Blah 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 blah. And the season uh, premiere of Murphy versus <laughs> Seth Rollins next week. And because Murphy's now, I guess, dating Aaliyah, then he's kind of associated with the Mysterios. So it is really just Rollins still feuding with the Mysterios. <sighs> Murphy Mysterio. That's his name. Don't wear Mysterio. it out. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, yeah. And then we had the main event of Jey Uso versus Drew McIntyre, which is supposedly an unsanctioned match. Unsanctioned. Remember that. Unsanctioned match. Really cool match. Really cool offense from both of them. Really enjoying Jey Uso as a heel. I think he's doing great work. Drew McIntyre is fantastic. We know that. The referee starts calling for rope breaks and starts counting them out when they're outside the ring. Mm. How is that an unsanctioned match match then? That is just a singles match. That's just a singles match. What what's different? How is it an unsanctioned match? Maybe because Drew's on Raw? I think that's their theory, 
that's the way they get around the loophole of being like, ah, well, we have to do an unsanctioned match because Drew. We a didn't know star. Drew was here. We just played his music, right? They didn't know that Drew was there. But then you've had Raw versus SmackDown matches before that were sanctioned. Why is this? If it's going to be unsanctioned, then have it be an unsanctioned it's match. Because You've there done are no unsanctioned authority figures. I, I, it makes me so mad. Because if you think about it for a second, nothing makes sense. That's the theme of this show. Anyway, Roman comes out uh, after it looks like uh, Drew is going to hit a claymore. J, uh, J rolls out the ring. Roman Reigns comes out and he starts watching from ringside, which is WWE's new favorite thing. Um. Jay then gets back in control with the distraction and he turns to Roman and he says, yeah, I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. Don't worry. I got him. He slides into the ring. Roman grabs his ankle and pulls him back out. And he's like, I don't care if you beat him, make him understand. And I was like, I like that. that's very good. Jay Uso then got back in the ring and just started pummeling away on, uh, on McIntyre, just like he did to Jay at Clash of Champions. Just, complete just left and right on top of him and as he gets up from it he just goes yeah turns around claymore straight in his face which was a nice spot i really enjoyed that drew just no selling it um and drew picks up the win drew then rolls out the ring and stares down with roman he's being like do you understand me now and roman just kind of uh shrugs the title that's on his shoulders being like get one of these and then we can talk uh and then he walked off you know what it was really dumb that Drew was on Raw, and the unsanctioned thing really doesn't make sense. It's it's done a really good job of building Drew versus Orton on Monday, because I genuinely believe that Drew actually has a chance of winning now, where I yes. didn't think he had a chance before. Absolutely. It does make Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan look a bit crap, because if Drew's just no-selling Jay's offense, and then Jay's easily beating I mean, the other two. I, I wouldn't say it was a proper, like... It wasn't a no sell, no sell. It was a good no. Drew no sell, if that makes sense. It, yeah. And I, I think it, it somewhat protected Jay in that he was in control, but then he had to. He got dragged out by Romans. You could make the argument that Roman was the one who really cost Jay. I don't think it hurts him too much. Plus, it's Drew McIntyre who's just been WWE champion for yeah, months. yeah. I know. It's just it's just because the rumor is that the next challenger for Roman is Brian, mm-hmm. and then Jay's beating Brian, and then Drew's just beating Jay, and I, I guess I don't really think they're far ahead. No, and also you could you could make a story where Daniel Bryan comes back better than ever, and now he's not going to underestimate mm. Jay or Roman or whatever, and that's that's fine. You can play that off. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually quite excited about the possibility of Drew versus Roman at Survivor Series. I hope they do that now. I don't know how I feel about Drew just winning the title back on an episode of Raw. But they've made me excited for the match. And if they don't do it now, that's on them because they made me excited for a match that's yeah. not going to happen. I guess I guess they did it when with Jinder on SmackDown a couple of years ago. Like, oh, we don't actually want to book this match. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to Jimmy returning as well to mm-hmm. reform J&J security for Roman Reigns. <laughs> that's um, Yeah. Uh, I really like this feud. So I'm not going to be too, too hard on it. Um, yeah. But... The show as a whole was confusing. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. I think it is a two and a half, two two out of five, two and a half out of five because some of the some of the wrestling was actually really good. It's just it didn't make sense. Yeah, 
I I mean, we've actually started doing polls on Twitter again because uh, YouTube doesn't let us do polls for like the news episodes and stuff anymore. Um, but we've done a poll on Twitter. And according to the poll, excuse me, because you can only have four options on the Twitter poll. Um, so we've done excellent, good, poor, terrible. About 50% of people voted for good for the show, which I disagree with. Um, I thought this was a poor show on that rating scale um, because the vast majority of the show was complete throwaway nothingness. It was stuff that lasted a minute. It was stuff that didn't further any stories or retreading of the same stories. It was just a bit bleh. The stuff that was good was good, but there wasn't anything like, oh my God, that was amazing on this show. There was stuff that was good, but there was a lot of stuff that was bad. I say it was poor. That's that's just me though. I'd I'd also I'd give it a poor on the Twitter scale, and I'd also give it a two out of five on the the uh, our old scale, I guess. Um, yeah, God, it's just not two great. weeks. You come back as just being so negative. I've been that's positive all show. So I've got uh, one email here <gasps> that I'd like to read out. From the headmaster Jonathan Hedman, uh, ah. who has actually been helping us recently. I don't know whether it's been mentioned on the podcast or not, uh, but he's actually been helping us gather some uh, images and such for the list videos that, uh, mm. that Adam does on the weekends. Because there's a lot of images. Obviously, it's a voiceover video, so you don't have any presenters on there. So you've just got pictures for the whole thing. So it's a lot of pictures that need guessing. So we've recruited uh, Jonathan Hedman to try and help ease that process. And he's done a pretty good job so far. Yes. Thanks, John. Very good, I would say. Pretty good. Don't undersell him, Chopper. I know you're in the authority and therefore a bastard. Um, but you me. don't have to ask me. What, what's he got to say? Uh, he says uh, the subject of the email is thank you and silly question. So I'm, all, I'm, mm. I'm on board already. Uh, so he says, just wanted to drop a line and say thanks for the content that's been put out on all the various platforms. Parts of Unknown, Wrestle 2, Cineworld, of course, the original Wrestle Talk. No phenomenons in there. Screw phenomenons. Uh, it's been, uh, but on a more serious note, it's been an extremely difficult past three months. Gained weight, twenty pounds. A, a bit dropped five or six back. So working on getting uh, back under three hundred was displaced from where I was staying, and just overall not having a good time, except for helping with the list videos, as I mentioned before. Uh, luckily, I've been able to have a laugh and forget things watching your content or listening to the podcast version. By the way, I would have done really well in the Halloween cinema quiz. Uh, on a more silly side of things. Uh, if you could only have one superpower and you still had to be in your everyday life, what power would you want? And uh, please also give a reason why that power would also stink. For example, if you say I want the ability to fly, I would I would counter, well, without the super lungs, you wouldn't really be able to fly high because of the lack of oxygen at higher altitudes. And you're probably only flying as fast as you can run. Invisibility, you'd have to be naked to be truly invisible. And that's just gross. Anyway, sorry for the rambling. Have a great weekend to jam that jam, Jonathan the Headmaster Headman. Nothing wrong with being naked. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like the monkey's paw. I don't know if you've been on the monkey's paw or on Reddit, but basically mm. it's like, I wish this happened. And then some people in the comments like, wish granted, however. And then mm -hmm. they would like give you the sort of the, the negative side effects. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad that we've been able to bring you some some joy. I'm sorry that the other things haven't been going so well, Jonathan. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad we've we've been able to sort of distract you a bit from that. Um, what else? Well, oh, sorry, I've got no concentration. No, it was uh, the superpower. 
Yeah, no, but he said one more thing. Oh, yeah, the the cinema quiz. The, the, yeah, the uh, Halloween, the, the, the cinema. Genuinely, I think I would have got three points. I don't know if you watched it. Yeah, but no, it I, I did. Was... Um, I like I watched the whole thing for some reason just to see how much Luke would win by. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was I would have just been awful. Uh, I mean, I'm so if it's glad about, that I'm if it's not about on these. Halloween movies. I would have done terribly. I don't watch yeah. like horror stuff. So yeah. The only one I would have got was it was like name the theme tune. And it was like I was like, well, yeah. I, I think I know I that, one. that one. Yeah. Um other than that, I would genuinely not have known. But superpowers, yes, yeah, so it was like, oh well, yeah, I'd fly. But then, like he said, you couldn't fly high because you would just die nope. from from air pressure, like the yep. lack of you wouldn't be able to breathe up high, and you'd mm-hmm. freeze. Yep. Um, although I'd still, I still wouldn't mind flying like twenty meters up. That'd still be yeah, fun. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. I think you, do you ever watch the TV show Bernard's Watch? Oh my god, that was my answer. Okay. Uh, so just to be able to pause time and walk yeah, around, just stop time, just stop and time, and be like, and be like, just walk up to someone and grab their hand and put it up their nose and go hey, and run away. Yeah, and then and then start again. They'd be like, huh? What? I don't know why yeah. I had to do that for podcast. I put my finger up my nose. You did put um, your finger up your nose. You did not have to do that. No. Uh, what, are, what other ones are there? Um, no, no, no. That I'm sorry, but that just is the answer: is the ability to stop time because no, they're I'm literally. Tr- <laughs> No drawbacks. If you have the ability to pause and unpause at no, your if, will, what if you still age? Hmm. Because I could like pause time for a day, but I still age okay. a day, but no one else does. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that's very possible if it's if you let it get out of hand. If you hmm. pause for like a day, that's fine. No one's gonna notice a day difference. But if you get to a point where you're pausing for months at a time that could lead to some problems. Yeah, because like there'd, there'd be moments where you'd be walking along the street and you'd see someone about to be run over. You'd be like, pause, or whatever. I don't yeah. know how you do it. Click your fingers. I mean, I can't yeah. click, so I'd be screwed. But um, you could, like, then you could stop that from happening. But it's, yeah. well, it's, like, it's like, how much you stop, how much do you stop the universe from doing what the universe was, 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 was planning? Ah, see, see, the problem you've done there is that that's someone who's actually quite selfless, whereas me, pretty selfish. So I'd be fine. Mm. <laughs> you just you just pause, pause. I would time, literally run in, run, I run into a wrestling ring, take a picture, go, "Hey, I'm here," and then run out again, and no one would know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, I would pause time so I'd have more time in the day to do work. <laughs> I would I would pause time so I could have an extended lunch break. Maybe get in a couple of runs of Hades before I go back to work. And no time's passed. Amazing. That's what I'd use my superpower for. What a loser. Um, I know. Uh, hey, you I have to continue your everyday life. You don't become a superhero. No, but the thing is, when I finish work, there's still, I, I finish work at like six, and then I've got mm. six hours before I go to bed. So it's not like I, I, don't, oh, I don't. God, I'm, going to bed at midnight would be amazing. I don't feel like I have that, uh, like, sort of worry that like oh my god i haven't got enough time to play video games because it's lockdown and therefore i have so much time to do everything but only things inside i've been going on i've been going quite long walks but then the the shoes i bought to go on these long walks are not good so i now have Mm -hmm. very sore achilles tendon on my left foot uh so i'm gonna have to try and rest for a couple of days now and then try again and walk on monday because 
uh, I really can't afford to have bad ankles uh, right now. So yeah, that's that's, See, that's my, my first world problem. My my problem with time is that I start work very early. Um, I I start at seven a.m. Um, so not uh, in the last like week, I've been getting up at about five or half five. Um, and then I do a workout in the morning and get myself situated, breakfast, everything. So at 7 a.m. I can sit down and start working. Um, normally doing something related to the news video, writing a script or getting images and such. We have a meeting that we do at 11 a.m. And then after that, I'll be watching the news video once it's edited to sign it off. And then I'll have some lunch. And then I've got some other stuff to do in the afternoon. But by the time, because there's some stuff that I'm required for that goes quite late on like making the wrestling daily thumbnail which you can't do too early in the day in case more news breaks and things like that i actually end up turning off completely from work at maybe like 5 to 6 p.m i've been working for like 11 hours so then i need to make sure i'm in bed by like 9 p.m if i'm getting up at 5 so i can like just try and unwind and hopefully get to bed get to sleep by at latest 10 so I feel like I don't have enough time. That's why I want to just have more of it. Sounds like you need to offload some of your responsibilities. Nah, man, I can't do that. Why not? I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> you could just quite can't. comfortably do that. That's that's one of the things I used to have too much. And then I said, no, no, you're now doing that. And then I didn't have too much. Um, yeah. And now I, have, now I have the right amount. See, the, see, uh, the problem is, and... Anyone who's seen Wrestle Talk since I've been away will attest to this. I'm the only one who can make good thumbnails. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have made some fantastic match graphics <laughs> for Survivor Jams. And yeah, you can't even deny it. Um, I mean, I, they're good. <laughs> they are. They're perfect. Um, uh-huh. Hey. Look, if you just if you weren't so selfish and you taught someone or showed someone how to do thumbnails mm-hmm. when you were away, then it yeah. wouldn't be an issue. And then someone else could do the wrestling daily thumbnail mm-hmm. so that you don't have to do it. Yeah, you know, I think you're you're just so self-absorbed ah, that what, you what... <laughs> just only think that you're the only person in the world who can do these things. Totally. Yeah. Um, the other issue with wrestling daily is the fact that. I actually sort of run Wrestle 2. So Wrestling Daily is something that I actually need to be involved in. So I actually do need to oversee what the thumbnail is and the title and all that stuff. That's kind of my jurisdiction, which has to be done later on. So, But couldn't, couldn't yeah. you like work till like three or four, take an hour and a half off, and then mm-hmm. just check in for the thumbnail? You know what? I could do that. I could. I, I physically can't do that. Because if work's there, I'm I'm there. It's like if Discord's open, I'm just, I'm just gonna check it. You know, it's just, it's just there. I've got to. So I I I have serious problems turning off. Uh, I, I'm your I'm your I'm, I'm gonna be your occupational therapist here. This I had this problem too. So mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, there's still eight things on my list that I want to do today, but it is it is getting close to when I'm supposed to be finishing work. I'll just do these three things, mm-hmm. and then I'll stop. And then I would do all of them, and then it would be two hours later. I go, oh crap! Now, now I, now I've, now I've done it. Um, So you just got to start force. You got to start like planning. Like, okay, at five o'clock, I'm gonna go for a walk, and therefore, Mm -hmm. therefore, there's a thing, a a physical thing, blocking you from doing work, which is what I've now started doing because I found that I was not stopping. Yes, that's 
incredibly relatable. And uh, I even had a moment yesterday where, I mean, I, I've been fed up with lockdown since it started, pretty much. Um, I mean, I, I think I mentioned in like podcasts back in March, I was like, I'm so bored of working at home. I just want to be back in the office at this point. I had a moment yesterday. I was like, man, I've just had enough. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so done with all of this. Um, do, you, yeah. do, do, you, do you know what the last day we all saw each other was? Uh, well, 23rd of March was when lockdown properly started, right? Something like mm. that. But I was home like a week before that. You were home before the official lockdown, I'm pretty sure as well. So the last time we all saw each other, I don't know. It was the 12th of March. Oh my God. Um, I have, and since then, I've only seen you and Laurie in person. That was for like three mm -hmm. minutes. Yeah. Um, actually, I saw Louis for one day mm -hmm. um, because oh, we yeah, both went, went, went into the office yeah. that day. Um, and then we played football. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen Ollie in person. I haven't seen Luke in person. I haven't nope. seen Adam in person. Nope. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be like, and they're saying like we're getting close to a vaccine and we might be able to roll it out until next, might be able to roll it. And actually, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to be top of the list of, uh, no. of we need we need to get the vaccine to this uh, healthy 25 year old. It'll yeah. be for the it'll be for vulnerable people, which is fair enough. I'm not going to totally. be like, hey, hey, man, where's my vaccine, bro? That's how I talk to doctors. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh so yeah, it is going to be so weird when Ollie goes, guys, we're going back to the office next week, and yeah. I'm like, what? and he can literally just be like, anyone who's got a vaccine, come back into the office. We're going to be like, what? Um, it's going to be so it's going to be so weird. But who's I'm most I'm vulnerable in our office. I mean, in general, who's the most sensitive, or <laughs> who's the most who, who's, the, who's the most sensitive? Uh, Luke cries at everything. That's true. Yeah, I'm pretty close. Also, I cry at a lot of stuff, and I do let a lot of stuff get to me, which I shouldn't. I I only get teary if I see someone who's my friend get teary. Mm. And I'm like, oh yeah, man, don't you cry? Yeah, Listen, I'm just yeah. I'm empathizing so hard right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I, I, Luke's also the oldest. Uh, so he's true. I mean, he's get, he's almost retiring. Um, yeah, he's uh, so, he's most at risk then, isn't he? Yeah, he's at Luke's <laughs> at risk. Um, oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird, like just being in an office going, "Hi, how was your day? Oh, great being, seeing you yesterday." Not even that. Being able to hug, shake hands. Whoa, mm. what's that? See, Haven't done that in months. Yeah, I know. See more than three people at a time, or whatever. Um, I mean, not that I have three friends, but I, I've heard it's <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I, I honestly can't wait, but I'm not going to get optimistic because uh, because this virus has burned me too many times. I know. Yeah, I'm trying not to get my hopes up right now. Anyway, uh, on that F rather fun chat. <laughs> on that rather depressing note, uh, let's bring it to a close here today. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I really do appreciate you all uh, hanging out. Uh, we'll be back soon. It's Survivor Jams next week. Um, and we're going to have the Ollie Authority versus Team Lukewarm on our live reaction stream. It's me, Mr. Davis, and new Ollie Authority recruit, Nougay, Louis Dangor, uh, versus Team Lukewarm, which at the minute is Luke. 
Uh, so whoever he decides to recruit, if he can find anyone, would be great. Um, so yeah, check that out. And we're going to be back for SmackDown and stuff later on next week. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.